0: Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Monday, February 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Fritschner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. Let's take a look back at the weekend, and it started on Friday night when number 13 Xavier suffered a brutal loss to Butler, 69-67, at Hinkle Fieldhouse. It was bad for a lot of reasons, both in the way Xavier actually played in the game and also for their hopes to win the Big East regular season title. This felt like the first game Xavier missed Zach Fremantle. Manny Bates had a monster game in the front court for Butler, maybe his best game of the season. Bates had 19 points and 5 blocks, his most blocks in a game so far this year. Xavier played probably their worst half of basketball of the season in the first half, turning it over 11 times and shooting just 8 of 26 from the floor to score 21 points. Xavier continued to try to work the ball inside, but had several miscommunications and never really established any kind of offensive flow. The second half was better, but still, Xavier never had a lead in the game. Xavier opened the second half on a 9-0 run, and the offense looked like it had a flow. The teams traded baskets for a while until the closing minutes when Xavier made their final push. With Butler up two and nine seconds left... Butler's Jaden Taylor fouled Sule Boom, and you have to assume that Taylor thought Butler was up three, not just two. Boom tied the game at the line, but on the subsequent inbounds, Xavier inexplicably let Eric Hunter get all the way to the rim, and Jack Nungy was called for a debatable goaltend to give Butler a two-point lead. Boom's half-court heave at the buzzer went off the back of the rim, and Butler's students stormed the floor. This is the type of loss that can cost Xavier a regular season title and also potentially a seed line for the NCAA tournament. Two of Xavier's three biggest losses have been to Butler and DePaul. Now the Musketeers have to go to Milwaukee to play Marquette on Wednesday night. The Golden Eagles have a half game lead in the Big East race. Xavier can wipe away a lot of the damage done by the Butler loss with a win against Marquette. Dayton picked up a nice 14-point win over St. Louis on Friday night at UD Arena. Tumani Kamara continued the tear he's been on lately, scoring 17 points and grabbing 10 rebounds. This was Dayton's fourth win in their last five games and second win in a row over a team competing for the regular season title after their win over VCU earlier in the week. Dayton is now 9-4 in the Atlantic 10 and just a half game back of VCU for the top spot in the conference. This was a huge win for Dayton because it gave them a half game advantage over St. Louis and Fordham who are both 8-4 and in conference play. They're not an at-large team, but the Flyers absolutely have the ability to play in the NCAA tournament by winning the A-10 tournament. They've been hot and cold all season, but all it takes is getting hot for a week in March. I'm not sure they'd be my pick right now to win the A-10 tourney just because of their severe inconsistency, but they definitely have the talent to rattle off a few wins in a row and hear their name on Selection Sunday. Northern Kentucky and Wright State also played on Friday night, and it was pretty one-sided. Wright State was only up by three at half, but the Raiders pulled away in the second half in front of their home fans, going on to win by 15. It was a 19-1 run by Wright State in the second half that put the game away. Saturday started with a Kentucky road loss at Georgia, 75-68. The Wildcats played without Severe Wheeler for the second straight game, and C.J. Frederick had to miss the game as well with a rib injury. Kentucky went on a 14-2 run early in the second half to take a four-point lead, but it was all downhill from there. It's becoming increasingly likely, as crazy as it sounds given their preseason expectations, that this Kentucky team won't even make the NCAA tournament. Right now, they only have one quad one win, and they have a quad four loss. They're 45th in the net as of Sunday morning, and Bracket Matrix has them as the second-to-last team in the field. They have four quad one games left, including their next three in a row, and they'll likely be underdogs in all four of those quad one games. If the Wildcats can win at least two of those quad one games, they'll keep themselves in the conversation, but that would also mean they can't step on any landmines and lose their quad three game to Vanderbilt. For the Miami Redhawks, it was already going to be an uphill climb to make the MAC tournament, and they didn't do themselves any favors over the weekend, losing 66 60 to Central Michigan at Millette Hall. The Chippewas outscored Miami by 11 in the second half, and Miami now sits tied with Western Michigan in last place in the MAC with just two conference wins. Cincinnati used a completely dominant second half to power their way to a 19 point win over South Florida, 84 65. The Bearcats were without Victor Locken still nursing his injury from the Tulane game. It was truly a tale of two halves for a Cincinnati team that found themselves trailing by four after the first 20 minutes, but then made seven threes in the second half to outscore the Bulls 50-27. It was a very nice game for Odie Oguama in place of the injured Locken, with Oguama going 9-for-9 nine nine from the field and tying Jeremiah Davenport for the team lead with 18 points. Cincinnati is tied with Temple for 4th in the AAC with a record of 8-5. and five. UC has been playing better basketball in the last month, moving their Ken Palm ranking up 12 spots to 62nd. Louisville flirted with an upset against 19th ranked Miami down in Coral Gables, but in the end Miami was just too much and the Hurricanes won 93-85 to 85 despite 33 points from L. Ellis. With the Wildcats trailing 31-23 to 23 in the first half, they went on a 13-2 run to take the lead and went into the half down by only one. But they ran out of gas in the second half and Miami slowly pulled away. Louisville is now 3-22 and on the season and 1-13 and in the ACC. But get this, Louisville started the year ranked 91st on Kenpom. They weren't expected to be great, but 91st is at least a top 100 team. They are now ranked 200 and 96th and on Saturday after the loss they were even sub 300 just an uncharacteristically and almost unbelievably bad year for Louisville in the last area game of the weekend on senior day on Sunday northern Kentucky easily took care of business against IUPUI 86 to 47 Marquez Warwick had 21 to lead the Norse. I'll save more Norse discussion for tomorrow's show when I have Rick Broring on to talk about how their weekend went, among some other topics as well. No area teams are in action tonight, per usual, on a Monday, so let's take a look back at how everyone played around the country over the last three days. Xavier was the only ranked team to play on Friday, but Saturday featured several big results. Number three, Alabama went on the road and beat Auburn 77-69 to in the rivalry game. And in a shocker, Stanford beat number four, Arizona 88-79. to Number five, Texas blew out West Virginia 94-60. Number six, Tennessee gave away a win against Missouri, and the Tigers beat the Volunteers 86-85 to at the buzzer in Knoxville, handing Tennessee their second buzzer-beating loss of the week. Number 8, Virginia beat Duke by 7 in overtime that featured a very controversial no-call at the end of the game. It was so bad that the ACC put out a statement later on admitting it was wrong and Duke should have been at the line shooting free throws to potentially win the game. Number 10, Marquette beat Georgetown by 14. Oklahoma State beat number 11, Iowa State by 8. Texas Tech beat number 12, Kansas State by 8. That's Texas Tech's second Big 12 win of the season. Number 18, Indiana, survived against Michigan in Ann Arbor, 62-61. That was a really fun game. St. John's upset number 20, Providence, 73-68. Illinois handled number 24, Rutgers, beating the Scarlet Knights, 69-60. And then on Sunday, Northwestern beat number one, Purdue, 64-58. to It was the first time Northwestern had ever beaten a number one ranked team. Tonight, West Virginia visits Baylor, Miami goes to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina, and Texas goes to Lubbock for a game against Texas Tech. Paul's pick of the day, presented by Betfred Sportsbook, went 1-2 this weekend after a couple weekends in a row of 2-1. Friday night, Ohio easily beat Akron, that's a loss, we had Akron in that game. Then Saturday, we cashed with Creighton Moneyline, but yesterday, Purdue gave away our minus three and a half pick. The Boilermakers were winning in that game, but it was a late surge from Northwestern led the Wildcats to a win. For tonight, I'll take Miami plus four and a half at North Carolina. That'll do it for today's rebound rundown. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.